Hey, this is Wilson. No Jason this week, as always. What's up, Galvis? What's going on, Wilson? Thank you to everybody who's out there listening to our podcast the day after probably the, would you say, the most disappointing season in L.A. sports history? Probably, I was, right? I, I would say all things considered, yeah, probably so. Even yeah. though a lot of people saw this, I, I don't think anybody thought it would be this bad. No, no matter what. Everybody, yeah. everybody said, okay, they'll, they'll, nobody in their wildest imagination thought they'd not even make the play in, right? And then it was February, and then it was March, and it's like, all right, as long as we get the play in, you know, and, and we avoid the Warriors, we'll be fine. But, uh, you know, it's just, obviously, last night, Lakers officially get eliminated. Um a lot to talk about because there's so many factors. Was it coaching? Was it the team that was constructed? Was it the culture? Um, but would you say, are you more upset or disappointed? Because there's, um, there's two different feelings. I think I'm more, um, I'm probably more, um, I, I, I don't know, bro. I, I kind of feel numb to it. You know, like it almost like, doesn't feel real, right? Uh, yeah, I kind of don't feel anything. You know, it just—I mean, it was—it 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 was bad from the start, and then it kept going, and you—and you, we kept going. Okay, well, you know, everybody—I mean, like, we at least thought they would make the play in, and then they just kept losing and losing and losing and losing. I think they've lost seven in a row now after last night, and then it gets to the point where we get to the season, and it's like, well, they're not even going to make the play, in, are they? Yeah, and it's like, I remember, no. <laughs> I remember in March. I remember in March. It was like, okay, we're gonna for sure we're gonna make the plan because we were like, I think in eighth place, but we were like six or seven games ahead of New Orleans and San Antonio. So you're like, okay, well, as long as we get to the plan, anything can happen. Especially since the Warriors started to kind of fall off, you're like, okay, you know. Maybe we get lucky and we play the Grizzlies and they're inexperienced and AD is healthy and LeBron is healthy. Mm -hmm. It can happen. But for them to just, you know, go out without a fight. But, you know, there's many factors, obviously. Um, but let, let's, just, let's just get one thing out the window. And let's just be very blunt, right? Mm -hmm. If Anthony Davis plays... How many games did they play this year? Was is was it seventy two or was it eighty two? No, it's a full eighty two. Eighty full eighty two. If he plays sixty five games, they're not in this position. No. Right. Let's just say what it is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's not an excuse, but it is. It is what it is. And so, um, you know, a lot of disappointments throughout everything there was not one shining thing in this in this season you know there, there we didn't even have a young player to say okay this could be this guy could be a future star right mm -hmm. um, nothing horton tucker was just complete garbage um you know and what are your thoughts on like let's just start with the biggest situation lebron how much of this is LeBron's fault? And I'm not talking about his play on the court because, you know, the guy did everything he could. 
How much of this is LeBron's fault off the court? Well, well Magic said yesterday, talking to Greeny on uh, ESPN, that he had it set up where we could have gotten, <laughs> we could have got signed DeRozan outright, traded Kuzma for uh for Buddy Hield, and then been able to have you know still keep Caruso and keep KCP, keep the people who you know who who are part of our part of our championship culture, our defensive uh, you know DNA, the culture championship DNA, and and he said, but by the t- but then by that time Westbrook. And LeBron were already having discussions, and that was pretty much the direction it was going to go in. So for LeBron to want this to happen, which by all accounts, that's what happened. LeBron wanted Westbrook. So, so a big part of this is on LeBron. Um, now, is it, is it that black and white where Lakers wanted DeRozan, but LeBron wanted Westbrook, and that's why they went with Westbrook. I mean, is it that black and white, or is it there seems more- like it to me? Because Donald the Gla- I mean, I mean, I mean, DeRozan wanted the Lakers as much as anything. He wanted to come. He's from here. He's from. He's from Compton. You know. So, uh, so, so that was so that was one thing. Then I, I think AD pretty much. You know, I mean, I think they both signed off on it. You know, because they're they they you know I mean AD is just as important. Um, but. But I also heard where the Lakers were going to get DeRozan, but they weren't willing to give him more than a two-year deal. Because remember, De- DeMar had this MVP season, but he was kind of washed up last year. Nobody saw this coming. No. You know, um, he kind of cooled off at the tail end. He was no longer a serious MVP candidate like he was in January and February. But can you imagine a team with DeRozan, Buddy Heald, and you still kept Caruso and, and KCP? I mean, it's a completely different story. You know, and you asked about AD. If, if he had played 65 games, would we be in this position? We wouldn't be in this position, but I don't know if we'd be. If that's how bad it is. I get, would we be the seventh seed? You know, we might be the, in that Clippers seed still. You know, if we're 31 and 48, you know, I guess uh, AD's missed about. 30 games or something like that, you know, yeah. I don't know. It's just hard to say, you know, I, I guess we probably, we just probably have a better record than the Clippers do, but I'm not sure we'd be, you know, we'd exactly. be the seventh seed. No, um, I'm not saying, I'm not saying we would be a top four seed, but. But know. I'm saying that's still, that's still far below what you would expect of a team. If we're just, if we were only good enough to be the eighth seed, even if guys are relatively healthy, you know, yeah. um, and then I think, uh, so, but then, so then, so then, so then, then you have to put blame on because LeBron himself has missed. Uh, he's played in fifty six games with three to go, so he's missed twenty three games. Um, and then, you know, so it's on those two. Then for so for for one, they start off on the deal. Number two, they miss so many games, so there's really not a chance for them to ever try to gel and see if it can work. And then it's on Palinka for pulling the trigger on the trade. And then it's on uh, Frank Vogel, who's going to get canned after the season, you know. And he played a part in it too because it never made sense that if you're—I I was thinking, I think everybody was—that them bringing in Russell Westbrook, that meant that it was—it was to take some of the the load because LeBron was leading the league in scoring before Embiid went for forty-five last night. So I'm thinking when they're bringing in Westbrook, they're thinking, okay, LeBron's getting older. We have to have somebody out there as far as a ball handler and a, and a distributor, a playmaker, and a, and a scorer on the perimeter who can take some of the pressure off LeBron in those, in those yeah, areas. But, 
But here's the thing. I know you mentioned before, like, he would have been a great six man. When those conversations were happening with between LeBron and AD and Russell Westbrook, you know they weren't talking about, hey, Russell, come off the, come off the bench, man. You're going to be amazing. Like, bro, we need a great six. No. You know what they were talking about, right? And the problem with Frank Vogel when they won the championship, the bubble championship, was he only had to manage two egos. And it mm -hmm. was clear LeBron was one, AD was two. Or it was like 1A, 1B. But now you have three. And it's a lot difficult, well, more than any other sport, to manage egos in the, in the NBA. But, um, you know, and then now let's talk about the disappointment of how serious was LeBron's ankle, really? You know, that he couldn't even go out to at least try to play. Now, I, I heard from a lot of people, well, Kobe played with a, with a dislocated shoulder, dislocated finger. Torn ligament in his finger. Um, you know. Uh, All these different things. But, you know. If he could run, he was going to play. Even if he had to shoot left-handed sometimes. Who, Kobe? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He would have at least tried to play. He would have said, okay, I can't go and practice. I can't go in the shoot around. Put me in the game. Let me see if I can at least go for a couple minutes. Right? He would have never... It took a torn Achilles to fucking get him off the court. And even mm -hmm. then, he still walked and shot the free throws, right? Mm-hmm. And I actually think, man, it's like, it's like Vogel was set up to fail, but he also had a hand in his own, um, yeah. in his own, his own failure. And then at the same time, I, I, think, I think Westbrook, I think, I think out of anybody, I think actually Westbrook, even though he probably got more blame than anybody this season, I think Westbrook, was is the one person who maybe deserves no blame because at least he plays every night, you know. And, and he plays hard. Yeah, and he was trying to make it work, you know. Uh, but he but he was put in a position to a position to fail, you know, um, from the beginning. So, um, yeah. you know, but, I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very, you know, we were talking right before we got we came on. Lakers have never been in this bad of a situation because when Magic retired, they only had one losing season and they were very competitive in the 90s. Even though you knew they weren't going to win the championship, they were very competitive. Kobe Shaq came along, won three championships, Shaq's get traded, but you have a 24, 25-year-old Kobe who's the best player in the league, right? Mm -hmm. And then after the 3 P. They try the what they try now. They get Dwight Howard. They get um, uh, Steve Nash. It doesn't work out. And they have a couple down years. But it's like, okay, we're going to be in the lotto. We're going to be in the draft. And we're going to, you know, we're going to get good players. Those good players, those draft picks turned out to be pretty good players. And they were able to get Anthony Davis. And they were able to get a championship out of it. But now we have a 38-year-old LeBron who behind closed doors could probably be the biggest diva ever, right? Ever. <laughs> ever. And you have... Michael Jordan, I mean, huh? Michael Jordan was, he mainly just let Jerry Krause do his job, you know? LeBron's at, behind closed doors with Rich Paul 
trying to pull strings and get this to happen and get that to happen. You know, Michael Jordan wasn't doing that. You and know, Jerry Michael Jordan Krause just played said, basketball. Jerry Krause said, he goes, I don't care how you assemble the team. I'm going to win the championship anyways. Mm -hmm. Right? So, you have a 38 LeBron who might be the biggest diva ever behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. You have Anthony Davis, who's a top five talent, but is probably not even a top 15 player right now. Nobody wants him. He's one year into this mega deal. The only asset you have is uh, expiring Russell Westbrook contract. Now, that's a big contract. It's like 40 mil, I think. But you have no young players to package him with. You're basically just trading away Russell Westbrook's contract. That's it. You know, you have no young players. I don't even think you have draft picks. Um, and what's the point it, of trying to? What's the point of trying to get a lottery pick this year? This is the second year in a row where, you know, it's not like a franchise. I mean, you know, we had some okay rookies. Kate Hunt Cunningham looks like he's going to be good. Jalen Green looks like he's going to be really good in Houston. But Mobley's a uh, Mobley's a franchise player, but it's not. I don't think there's. I don't know anybody. I don't. I mean, I guess bunch. I don't think there's anybody in this draft who's going to be as good as uh, Mobley, and I don't think oh. there's anybody in this draft who maybe you know because Green and and Cunningham have they've been coming on strong as of late. You know, mm -hmm. they kind of have to get their you know their feet wet. Mobley was a star right from the beginning, but yeah, this draft is not a it's not a draft. Look at that, how you know. look at how really well. Cleveland has rebounded without having the pressure of having LeBron in their ear all the time. Mm -hmm. They drafted Sexton, okay player. Then they got Darius Garland, all-star starter. And they got mm -hmm. Evan Mobley, who you said Garland and Mobley, they stick around, they stay healthy. Sky's the limit for both of them. Huh? Their their team building has been amazing since LeBron left. You know, their yeah. their big thing before LeBron LeBron got there and after LeBron left the, the uh, oh, it's completely different. Yeah, it was the word. I mean, they they would always have high draft picks, and other than Kyrie, they would miss pretty much. You know, it'd be the wrong guy every time. Look at Anthony Bennett. Hmm. Yeah, and then they drafted Tristan Thompson like fourth overall. I mean, he's a pretty good player, but surely there were other guys they could have taken there who would have, you know. Um, yeah. so, but, but just, and just back to LeBron's ankle, um, I, I think, and we were just talking about this a couple of days ago, just having a regular, you know, conversation, but, you know, I mean, and everybody, you see more people went for it. Mayweather has said something about it. I saw Colin Cowherd say something about it yesterday, but these guys missing, who miss games just like, I mean, there's, there's nobody who tries to play through injury anymore, you know, like other than maybe I guess Giannis. You know, who last year he came back two two games after that uh that that injury he suffered in the playoffs last year, that knee injury. But there's nobody in the NBA anymore who like when we were coming up, you know, guys play through injuries all the time. Like Kenny Smith used to say, you can play if you're if you're hurt, you can't play if you're if you're injured. But a lot of these guys, if you just have like a regular, like minor ankle sprain or something like that, they'll sit out for a, they'll sit out for a month. Yeah, and that's just that's just if you just have an ankle. But you know what it is though. What it is is that these guys get paid so much money now; they don't care. Yeah, you know, 
Um, it, you know, to what percentage of the league would you say the players look at like just a regular job? Like no different well, than my job. Any, I, I don't know if I can put a percentage on it, but anybody who's like, who's not trying to make it, so anybody who's like an established player where they know, you know, they either have a contract or they know when their next contract is going to, they're going to be able but to get another contract. Play, they don't want to play through injury because they don't want to further injure themselves. Yeah, but, 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 but any, other than anybody who's like just struggling and grinding and trying to get to that first contract, anybody else? Man, it's it's nothing but just almost like a, like you know, it's like like you know, like people say Kyrie treats basketball like it's a part time job, you know. <laughs> that's how most of these guys look at basketball these that's days. That's what I'm saying. Man. Like <laughs> Kyrie didn't play last year. He didn't play, or what was it two years ago? He didn't play the whole bubble. He signed with Brooklyn. He missed the first couple months. He plays for two weeks and then he needs time off. Like, bro, what the fuck? This ain't no nine to five. You're calling sick, you know. And and the thing is, is that it's unfortunate to players that or people that really have like mental problems that now it just gets thrown around like it's a like it's so it cheapens it right. Now mm-hmm. anybody can say. I'm going through mental anxiety or I'm going through some mental issues. I, I need a day off or I need this. Like, you know, who can take Kyrie series, the serious, like, come on, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, but, um, but you know, it's, it's very disappointing. Obviously I'm more disappointed than, than, than mad. Cause I don't get mad anymore because the Lakers don't mean what they used to when we were growing up. Right. Yeah. Uh, if this was 2005, I'd probably be crying right now, you know? But it really doesn't matter to me um, because, like, I know we've said in, on the podcast before, any team moving forward, it, it doesn't feel the same because they're just parts that are just thrown in there, right? You don't mm-hmm. get to work with these players, right? So, like, the first Kobe 3P, Ori, Fox, Shaq, um, Fish like we had four or five years with them, and we grew to like really know these players. Same mm-hmm. with same with uh, when they went to three straight cha- uh, finals with Kobe. You had mm-hmm. Sasha, Odom, Gasol, Bynum. Like mm-hmm. it was the same players. Now it's like the rentals. Mm-hmm. But and and LeBron himself. I mean, LeBron is not a natural Laker. You know, LeBron doesn't feel like a Laker. Uh, you know, they just, I don't know, man. It's, it's just Anthony Davis. Westbrook, Westbrook is, is really the guy, and he's just been here one year. But because he's from L.A. and he grew up a Laker fan and stuff like that, he feels like the most natural Laker, you know, on the roster. You know, like, who, who, who if he, you know, if he stayed away, if things hadn't gone so badly. I mean, you know, Russ coming here, we wanted to root for Russ. You know, we, we, we've been rooting for him. We wanted Russ to succeed and win and win a championship here because he he's one of our own. He's he's from Los Angeles, you know. You'll but, never like even though you grow up a Laker fan, right? Because a lot of people grow up Laker fans. But when you grow up as a Laker fan, 
and you live, you were born, and you grew up in LA, it hits different, bro. It hits mm-hmm. different. It's like you could grow up in, I don't know, somewhere in Idaho or something, or wherever. You could be a hardcore Laker fan. But unless you grew up in LA, it you'll never know what that feeling is like. You know? Yeah. It's like, like if you root for the Cowboys, mm-hmm. you don't you didn't grow up in Texas, you don't you don't get that full like feeling. Yeah. And so like you said, we wanted Westbrook to uh uh we wanted Westbrook to succeed. You know, he's one of our own. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it just, um, you know, all this, it basically everything re- revolves around um, around AD. All this is around AD because he was supposed to be that guy, man. Going back to the teams that we didn't grow up with, like that, that Lonzo... Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, uh, who else? Yeah, Lonzo, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, Kuzma. Kuzma. That team could have been that one team that really we could have liked. But now I don't know if we ever would have won a championship with them. But yeah, Lonzo, I mean, no, but Lon, but that was you're right, Lonzo and Kuzma. You know. I mean, those two especially were like super fan favorites, you know. And they, you know, and Lonzo only played two years, but two years here, but he was like our baby, you know. Um, he was, yeah. you know, another that's another guy who's from, you know, from LA. Um, Ingram never quite, you know, I, I but you know, still though, you know, we like Josh Hart though, you know. Um, so that was a team that could. These were these were more role players than superstars. Yeah, they're supporting but... players. Yeah. Um, but like I said, man, I mean, it's just, uh, it's definitely a, a sad, you know, time to be a Laker fan. I know a lot of people who love the, who hate the Lakers, they're, they're just basking in their glory, but it just goes to show how great the Lakers franchise is though. Like the fact that there's all this hoopla around them missing the playoffs. No other team in the NBA, maybe other than Brooklyn, because of their star power, not because of the franchise. No other team in the NBA can like compare to the the drama that is the Lakers. Remember when when Philly was so bad for for like what six years? What were they? <laughs> didn't they have a nickname like a tanking nickname or something? Press the process. Yeah. And um, you know they 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 missed like eight straight years, and they were horrible. Nobody cared when the Celtics were bad. Nobody cared. Like the lake when the Bulls were horrible, nobody cared. It's even and it just goes to show like the Lakers. Remember when um that year where they had Xavier Henry, Robert Sacre, Jordan Hill. And mm-hmm. they were still on TNT, bro. Yeah, they were still, still on national still, TV. People still talk about those teams. Any other yeah. team that had a sucky team, it's just like whatever. We, they're just forgotten about. 
when the Lakers were like really terrible and going seventeen and sixty five, people still remember the people, the guys who were on those teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it's crazy. But uh, um, you know, so okay, so now we're done bitching about the season. It's over. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, doesn't count. What do we do next? Well, you said you said you mentioned Westbrook having his uh his expiring contract. And you know the thing about that is that uh, who, nobody's going to be looking to do the Lakers any favors. You know that's one thing about it. We know that. I mean, well, I mean, I mean, and if I the, mean, Lakers, the Lakers, and if the, the Lakers and if you're trade, if you're gonna trade with the Lakers, you're gonna make them pay, bro. Yeah. Well, actually, but but Galvis, when I think about it, the Lakers have been. I mean, they have. I mean, there have been many teams that have done the Lakers' favors. When I think about it, <laughs> I mean. Memphis, but that was that was a Jerry West thing with with Gasol, you know. But we know that around the league, the Lakers are like, you know, um, kind of like the most hated team in the league, kind of, you know. So, yeah. um, but 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 you know, did you see guys where they're saying that when they fire Vogel, two names that keep being brought up as potential replacements are Quinn um, Snyder from the Jazz and Doc Rivers. You know. I don't. Doc Rivers seems like a really cool guy and a players coach and this and that, but it just seems like he always has problems with with players. Like, there's always problems. Like, but I, know I think right now, I just think like if you think about um, like I I don't think they go 31 and 48 with Doc Rivers as the coach this year. You know, because Doc Rivers is good at coaching teams that are like. Under man, so the Lakers having all these different injuries, you know, it's it's like Doc Rivers is, is is at his best when the the, the team is kind of lacking and you know, I mean, I mean LeBron, I mean, listen, eighty missed half the season, and LeBron missed twenty three games, you know, so I mean, it's not like when he was coaching that one Clippers that those last Clippers teams he coached, where that before Paul George and uh. And Kawhi got here when they still made the playoffs. That was like an incredible. He, he did the same thing that his first year coaching in a, in Orlando. But you know, so but he's. I just think for for me, I've always said that if you look at the t- the two coaches who've had the most success as coach of the Lakers is Pat Riley and Phil Jackson, right? So two coaches who like transcended coaching to become like celebrities and become it like as big as like the stars they were coaching. You know, Riley was one of the, I mean, Riley was a superstar in the eighties, you know? Um, and, and Phil Jackson, when he got to the Lakers, I mean, he was already a, a star because of winning six championships, but when he got to the Lakers in a lot of ways, I mean, Phil Jackson was just as much of a, of a, of a marquee name as Shaq and Kobe were, you know, in, in certain ways. Um, so, I I just like that. I, I mean, I kind of like the the, uh, the Doc Rivers idea because he has that type of big personality like that. And if you're talking about drama, man, you now imagine throwing Doc Rivers in the mix. You know, yeah. And, what, what and Doc like. Rivers, I think what I heard a I heard a, a snippet of an interview where he basically throws James Harden under the bus, mm-hmm. and it's like, whoa, that that could probably be why he get, players are turned off by him because. They asked him, uh, you know, the bench struggled and this and that. And he goes, well, to be fair to the bench, you know, they only shot, they only did 12 shots. That's on Harden. 
Like, damn, mm-hmm. bro. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, but see, but see, Phil, but Phil used to do that. Yeah, but Phil Doc used to be Phil, bro. But Doc Rivers but, ain't I, Phil. I just, I just, I like, I like the drama because the Lakers yes, have always. But you, been... you got to understand, like these players are baby now. So we said it already. They can't take criticism. They criticism for them is hating, right? Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as constructive criticism for these players. Um, you know, but like for example, Stephen A. He said it perfectly. He goes, "The Los Angeles Lakers quit these last several weeks of the season. They quit on Frank Vogel." You know, um, but I, I, I like, but I see the thing about the drama. You know, I mean, HBO right now is running a series about the Showtime Lakers. You know, and all the stuff that was going on behind the scenes. And it's always been a, a franchise that had a very colorful cast of of characters and superstars with different stuff going on, big personalities, people with you know personality sort of. Uh, um, I don't, I don't know, I don't want to call it a personality disorder, but some but stuff like that. You know, people with insecurities and different problems and stuff like that. Who and it manifested themselves themselves in different ways, um, and then of course we know the Shaq, Kobe, Phil Lakers, all the all the drama that was. But I but the thing about it is that the drama that was going on on those teams was happening when they were winning championships. You know, yeah, the drama's not nearly as fun when they're thirty one and forty eight. You know, um, so you know it's like it kind of doesn't matter. I mean, I, I think I think Quinn Snyder's is he a better coach than? This, okay. This know, hot. Let, actually, let's let's just say this, okay? The Memphis Grizzlies were eighteen or twenty and two without John Morant. Yeah. Take John Morant off the Lakers. Are they that much? Are they twenty and two better than the Lakers? No. So what is that? Is that coaching? Yeah. Right? Like I mean, it, like the, look at um, look at uh, look at these other teams like. Uh, I think the Memphis is like the best is the best, um, you know, example. Uh, for example, let me see, let's see who else. Uh, New Orleans, they didn't have Zion all year, mm-hmm. and they made it to the plan. The Clippers. Yeah. The Clippers didn't have Paul George or Kawhi all season, basically. And they're in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But it, it's crazy. The, the, the Memphis thing is, like, mind-boggling because they, they lost last night in overtime. But they, they went to – so they, they fell to 20-3 and three without John Morant. And all their players other than Morant are, what, are role players. Exactly. I, I've, never, I've never seen listen, a team – let me, let me read you the roster real quick. Durant, I'm not. I'm not obviously going to include John Morant or even. That's it. That's pretty. Yeah, he's the only guy. Darren Darren <laughs> Jackson is an okay player, but he's nowhere yeah. near. Uh, you know, he's just a really good role player. But let's see. Jarrett Culliver, Tyus Jones, Tyrell Terry, Desmond Bain, DeAnthony Melton, John Cox, Contra, <laughs> Dylan Brooks. Zaire Williams, Eves Pons, Kyle Anderson, Santi Aldama, Stephen Adams, Brandon Clark, Xavier Tillman, Killian Tile. Bro, what the? How are they 20 and 3 with those guys? It doesn't make any sense. Exactly. In the history of basketball, this has never happened before. 
No. So now what does that tell you? Is that coaching? Um, yeah, it has to be. Um, and then and I, think, I, think, I think the most disappointing thing for the Lakers, dude, honestly, was that everybody saw last year that anything can happen in the playoffs, right? The Lakers mm-hmm. were a big favorite, and Anthony Davis goes down in the first round, and they never win a game. The mm-hmm. Suns win three straight. Uh, and then you look at the Suns that made it to the finals, right? They played the Lakers without Anthony Davis. They passed. They beat the Nuggets without Jamal Murray. They beat the Clippers without um, Kawhi. You know? And so I really, it might just be me being a Lakers bias, but I think that if they could have avoided Golden State until the Western Conference Finals, they probably could have gotten there with the healthy AD and LeBron. Because I think in the playoffs, it's like a completely different season. But who knows, right? Yeah. You know, like if they got lucky and they got a very favorable draw, like let's say in the first round they get Memphis. Okay, an experienced Memphis team, they beat them. And then the second round, like they get a they get Dallas or whatever. And then, you know, maybe Luka gets hurt or something. Boom. You're in the finals already. I just don't I just don't see it. I just I, I don't know. I just it's just hard for me. It's just there was just no signs of it. You know, and the roster is so different from yeah. that that team that was that was giving Phoenix hell in the first round last year. You know, I mean, Caruso's yeah. gone. Kuzma's gone. KCP is gone. You know, Montrez wasn't playing, but man, I wish we had Montrez this year. You know? Yeah. Um, and Wilson, so, what if you bought Laker tickets to the um, to the last season? Who's going to want to go? It might be our time to go to a Laker game, bro. They might be cheap. Well, you know, Clippers tickets are really oh, cheap. They could, like they could be in the finals. It'll be like $10. Um, but, you know, I can't get in because I'm not vaccinated. When are they going to lift the 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 freaking vaccine mandate? Hold on. Let me tell Hold on. Hold on. This is more important. So, did you see? Okay, so you know how um, uh, Peyton Manning and Eli do that, that Monday night thing? Mm-hmm. Well, did you see for the women's college national championship, Diana Taurasi and Sue Bird were doing something like that, and they had, and they were just, it looked like they were drinking, and they were just wilding out, bro. And now these are girls on ESPN, and somebody said, "Well, it's a game of inches," and they clearly were doing a double meaning joke, and they're like, "Well, do you take those inches?" And she's like, me? No. And they just had like this awkward laugh because obviously they're lesbian, so they don't take inches. What if, like, bro, what if it was dudes up there making they the got, equivalent they of... Chris, they, they, they fired Paul fired. Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> they fired Paul Pierce for being on Instagram Live playing poker with his buddy. Oh, and he was even, he was off the clock, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Is Super a lesbian too? Yeah, she plays in the WNBA, bro. Of course. Even the ones, it's like even the ones who are like I, Candace Parker has oh, a kid. Oh, oh. Like Diana Trussell, they were drinking out of a red cup, and I think Diana Trussell was drunk. And for some reason, the length of the cocks is long. Clearly, that's what she said. And the other two girls, the uh, I don't know, Kelsey 
Plum, who looks like a, a baddie. Um, they're just laughing, bro. They're just laughing, and it's like, God damn, man, these girls. Another just, you know, uh, example of how these bitches can just say whatever. I, I used to have a crush on uh, Candace Park when she first came into the league, and she had, you know, she had a kid with uh, Sheldon Williams, and then she yeah. came out as that year. was so that was random, right? Yeah, Sheldon Williams. When they told me they were married, I was like, "What?" Because remember, Candace Parker coming into the draft, she was the next LeBron, bro. Yeah, and she was hella pretty. She's older now. She's still pretty. Yeah, yeah but, but she ruined she ruined the TNT broadcast, though. <laughs> she ruined yeah, Shaq, it. If, if she was, if she, like Shaq lets her get away with so much, if she was a dude, you see how he does with with Barkley. You know, yeah. that's just another example of what we talking about. She can sit up there and, and poke at Shaq and take shots. Just roast at Shaq him. Just roast yeah, him. and he has to take it and play nice about it just because she's a woman. You know? Yeah. This sounds. This sounds like the other podcast now. <laughs> but um, moving forward, I mean, just real quick, without getting into too much stats, next year, do you have faith? In this current um, organization, regardless of what moves they make, it doesn't matter. Do you think they have what it takes to get back to the playoffs next year? Bro, I got to think that they'll do something to get back in the playoffs. How do you have a LeBron James who's still good enough to average 30 points a game? Uh-huh. How do you have a, an Anthony Davis? Who's still, you know, not he not haven't turned thirty years old yet. Talent wise, he's still he's a top five player. We still we know what he can be and what he can do. You should never have two guys like that and not be able to make the playoffs. You know, and West Westbrook said yesterday after, after last night after the game, he said that's the plan for him to you know return next season. You know, no, he I said mean, he wants to, but. He does. It's not. It's out of. Yeah, basically the same shit. Yeah. Um. So you know, it's just, it would be it would be crazy if all three. But it was the thing is that if all three of them, if Westbrook is is back, you can't really do that much to change the roster. You're gonna have to just basically try to do the same thing again and just pick pick better. You know, scrap parts, scrap pieces this year. This you know, like pick everybody. You know, they just it's like they just picked. I mean, they just picked everything was wrong basically. Outside of LeBron and AD, every other piece was wrong, you know. So the, the scrap parts that they pick and the role players they get this offseason, you know, guys they're signing for the minimum and these, you know, smaller contracts, it's gonna have to be. It's gonna they're gonna have to be better fits, you know. All right, so before we get out of here, just a reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. The show is also on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and every other major podcatcher. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at TC Pod Network and to like it on Facebook. Just search for the Complete Podcast Network. Send feedback and mailback questions to Complete Lakers Podcast at gmail.com. We are out. <laughs>